Today, Sony announced the newest addition to the RX100 lineup of cameras, the RX106. Now, I am a big fan of the RX100 lineup and I've been using them for many years. I've talked a lot about them on this show. I started with the RX103, I guess about four years ago. I have the RX104. I upgraded to the 5, which is this one, which I absolutely love. And the reason I use these so much is their portability. They are compact, but they also deliver really amazing stills and 4K video. And I've done a lot of videos for this show on this camera and even for stills, I think it ends up being a camera that I use a lot because it's with me. And so today with the announcement of the RX106, I'm super excited and I wanna talk about some of the new features and what we can expect to see out of this thing. The first big feature that I'm really amped about is a brand new lens. Now the new lens is a 24 to 200 millimeter equivalent. It is a Zeiss Vario Sonar T lens. It is also a variable aperture like the previous model. This one is an F2.8 to F4.5. It has 15 elements in 12 groups includes four advanced aspherical elements and two ED elements. Now in the live stream this morning, uh, they show the MTF charts for this lens. Now I know that MTF charts are not going to tell you everything, but they do give you an idea of what you can expect to see from the contrast and also edge to edge sharpness in the lens. This one does look really legit. Now the previous model, uh, I guess the last three of them have had a equivalent 24 to 70 millimeter lens, which is cool, but there have been times where, because it's just a point and shoot that you carry around. Sometimes you want to be able to capture something a little further away and to have a little bit of extra focal length on the lens is something that I think is really going to be welcome. Now what I'm curious about is the previous edition of this lens uh, had a 1.8 maximum aperture and that has been sacrificed. The new lens is a 2.8 maximum aperture. Now there are ways to compensate for it. It's still pretty wide but it's going to depend on what the sensor and the processing in this new model are capable of and I imagine that's a trade-off that Sony are really good about this but I imagine that's a trade-off that they have found a workaround for. So I don't know that it's going to mean worse low-light performance necessarily, but it is interesting that that is one of the sacrifices they did in the redesign. But another thing that I think is particularly interesting, I'm going to talk about autofocus in a second, is even the RX105 shares a lot of the same technology in the sensor that you see in the A9, which is their really expensive top-of-the-line Alpha Series model. And what's really cool about that is you can end up doing basically 24 frames a second of continuous shooting. You can do it on the RX105. You can also do it on the RX10 4. And that's a really cool feature to have. But with a short lens, a lot of times when you're doing action, it might be a sporting event or might be something where you really do need a longer lens. So I think it was something that was due on this camera. The other big new feature is faster autofocus. Now this is a stacked CMOS sensor, which as I mentioned earlier is the same technology that you see in the A9, you see it in the RX105, also in the RX10 IV. It's in several of their cameras and it's kind of way beyond the scope of this video to get into it, but it might be worth doing a separate video to talk about the fact that Sony have multiple sensors that are in their production cameras right now. The reason that is, is they all do different things extremely well. So for instance, the A7S series of cameras, it has it's a 12 megapixel sensor, but it's optimized for low light performance. Whereas on the other hand, on something like the A7R series, you're going to have a full frame sensor that gives you 45 megapixels, so incredibly high resolution. Something like the RX10, the RX105, and then also now the A9, which does it on a really high level. It's got this stack CMOS sensor in it, and this enables you to do a number of things, which is really cool. And one of which is a really high burst rate, but also an improved tracking of autofocus performance. Now, 
what it's doing is the autofocus is actually reading off of the sensor. So all 24 megapixels in the case of the A9, in this case it's about 20, but it's reading all of those megapixels in real time. And this allows you to get more accurate face detection. And it also allows Sony to use their IAF technology. So once a face is recognized in the scene, it's going to actually be able to detect the eye, keep the focus there in real time. So 24 frames a second. And not only are you shooting at this high burst rate, but the autofocus is keeping up. Even if the person turns around or moves out of the frame slightly and comes back, it's able to lock in on that and recognize like really small details. And this is a big deal. And it's one of the things that really puts Sony over the top. Now, whether or not you need to shoot at 24 frames a second or not depends. And I think, as I mentioned earlier, that's the other reason you want a longer focal length lens. If you're doing something that's a little more sports oriented, 200 millimeters is a little better. Um, the other thing that's interesting about this is it does it with no blackout. So when you're shooting 24 frames a second of raw stills, the screen never blacks out, so you're able to just keep up with the action. I think that's something that's really important. Now, the downside to all this, and this is the deal on the RX105, is that once you fill up the buffer, it's gonna have to write all those raw images to the card. So it's collecting them faster than it can write. And it does take a second while you wait for all those images to transfer over to the card. So one of the things I will be really interested in that I won't know until I'm able to use the cameras is if the RX106 is actually improved on that. And that's one thing that could be really cool. Now, the next thing I wanna talk about is the electronic viewfinder redesign. Now these are really cool because they're compact cameras and they feature a pop-up viewfinder. And the way it's worked on previous RX100 models is it's kind of a two-step process. You pop the viewfinder up, then you pull out the little eyepiece, and then you can use it. And they basically redesigned that so it's just one touch now. You, when you push the release, the whole thing comes up and pops open, much like what you see on the RX1 series. And uh, the other thing is there have been some improvements to this electronic viewfinder as well. It now features a 2.35 million dot OLED viewfinder. So one of the complaints that I've had on these cameras is that when I'm using the viewfinder, it's just not a real high resolution and I end up just using the back screen most of the time and it just seems a little bit of a gimmick because in practical use it's not that practical and I think it probably will be improved on when you improve that resolution because of the size of this it's small so if you're able to see it and you're able to use it then it is something that's worth having so that's one of the things that I'm really excited about on the RX106. Let's talk for a minute about video because I think this is one of Sony's strong suits in fact it's one of the things that drew me to the system back when the NEX5 came out and then the NEX7 is these cameras were capable of doing amazing quality stills but you could also capture really high quality video as well and when you fast forward to the present day, we've got 4K video and you can pretty much do it on any of Sony's cameras, including their compacts. And we're going to come back to 4K on the compact later. But anyway, one of the things that I really love that Sony do are they give you tools that you really only see on professional grade cameras and they give them to you across the lineup for the most part. And one of these is picture profiles and they introduced picture profiles on the RX104 in the RX100 lineup a few years ago. And essentially when you are shooting a high contrast scene, um, you have a limitation of dynamic range within this Rec. 709 color space that you're going to be outputting with video. So being able to set up a picture profile to compress that a little bit. So I can select like a Cine 2 profile or a Cine 4 profile. I shoot with those a lot. And what they do is they change the color space so you don't necessarily lose shadow detail or you don't necessarily blow highlights. You do have to do some color grading with these, but they allow you an enormous amount of flexibility in the end and a better looking image. And we've also had on the extreme end log profiles. So S-Log 2. We now have S-Log 3 that is going to be coming out on the 
RX 106. I'm really excited about that. And then the one that I'm really stoked about is the inclusion of an HLG profile. Now, HLG stands for Hybrid Log Gamma. And if you are not familiar with this, it's basically like HDR video. It allows you to shoot in a color space that has an enormous dynamic range to it. Now, this is designed to pair up with an HDR TV display or an HDR monitor. And that doesn't interest me that much because the video that I make, I'm doing for the web. So it really needs to be viewable on a computer or a mobile device. But what's really cool about HLG is that you can shoot in that color space and then you can bring it in and via a LUT and some curves adjustments, you've got all that information there. So if you have a scene where you need to bring your highlights back, all that information is retained. It's a little bit easier to work with than a log profile once you get set up doing it. And I think it's a really incredible inclusion. So I'm really excited about the HLG profile that we'll be able to use when shooting video on the RX 106. Now with the RX 106, there are some things that are still missing and this is gonna frustrate a lot of people. For instance, there is still no microphone jack and for as good as this camera is, it's a vlog camera and a lot of people buy it for that usage you're gonna to have to use an external audio with it because it just does not have a mic jack. The mics that are in here are okay, and you can see that I have these little furry things over there to keep wind noise out, uh, and they will work, but it really would be nice to see that. I don't think that you're ever gonna see this, at least not for the foreseeable future. My impression is that Sony are really proud of this size. In fact, the ARX 106 is like a millimeter larger. They had to make some adjustments, but it's really, I, I think they're just, they're champions of the small size and the fact that they're like cramming all this amazing technology into a small camera. So I I just don't think that's going to change in the near future. 4K still has a five-minute limit, and that can be frustrating depending on how you're using it. Um, and if you start pushing it and recording new files once you're past that five-minute limit, then you're risking overheating the camera. In fact, the camera will shut itself down to protect itself. So that's something that is a little bit frustrating to a lot of photographers, and unfortunately, we're not going to see a change on that anytime soon. Now, let me say this about 4K, though, is that when I'm using this camera, I'm usually using it for vlogging. In in fact, I did several videos last year. There's one I did in New York, and I got great results with this. I never overheated it, and the reason why is if I'm using it as a vlogging camera, I'm doing a lot of little takes, and I don't just leave it running. And so my takes will be like 30 seconds, a minute long, and then I shut it down, and when there's something else to film, I'll film that. So I've really never had overheating issues with the 4K when I use this as a vlogging camera. Having said that, I would not recommend this as somebody to somebody who wants to shoot like their kid's school play in 4K. That rhymed. But anyway, that would this is not the right tool for that job. It's just not going to do it. HD is fine, but 4K has limitations. And again, you have to consider what they're cramming into a tiny camera at this price point. The fact that it's able to do it all is pretty amazing. But I did a lot of footage last year, and I used log profiles. Actually, these were all shot with Cine. And it has incredible low-light performance, very little noise. Um, the color grading was, once you're into a groove with it, I mean, you can get some really amazing quality stuff out of these cameras. The one thing that is missing that I would like to see is a redesigned battery on these. I don't care for the battery that's here because it's just kind of underpowered. You're going to have to have a lot of batteries. In fact, that day I was in New York and we did all that vlogging, I went through probably four or five batteries batteries. We shot all day, but a lot of powering the camera on and off and, and just in the course of a day and using it, they just don't have a lot of power to them. The other thing is if you're in extreme cold temperatures is they tend to die on you. When I was at the Grand Canyon last year, I was doing a lot of footage there and I was really limited on the footage I was able to get because you would put that battery in 
and I had these in, in, in interior pockets trying to keep body warmth on them and, and it just didn't work. I mean, you'd put them in the camera and you'd get 20 seconds of video, then it would say battery's low or battery exhausted and would power off. So I would really like to see Sony at some point rethink the battery that's in here. It's the same battery they use on several other cameras too, but I really would like to see something that's stronger and more powerful. But all in all, I'm really excited about the ARX 106. Um, I will be pre-ordering one when they go up Thursday and uh, I will do a review once I get it. The 5 is incredible. And the 5 had a lot of additions that really changed this over. I mean, the, the, the difference between the 4 and the 5 was pretty amazing, uh, mainly because you could shoot at 24 frames a second continuous speed on here now, which is carried over and even more improved on the 6. But also the autofocus was a big deal for me, even in video, is the fact that you have a hybrid autofocus system. And the autofocus system that's in here now, it has 315 phase detection autofocus points and 25 contrast detection points. And this means you're going to get really good accuracy with it. And the introduction of phase detection, the RX-104 was contrast only, made this camera just a completely different machine, uh, particularly for video and vlog style stuff and things where you need facial recognition and speed and accuracy in that autofocus. So anyway, I would love to hear what you guys have to think about this camera. So please leave your comments below. There are more videos coming up this week. I will see you guys in the next one. Until then, later.